here we are with the first episode of Why Is Your Podcast on a Dead Girl's Phone. My name is Niles, and I have been obsessed with How to Get Away with Murder ever since 2014 when the pilot episode aired. And yeah, every season, every episode, every, yeah, I've been there. And I wanted to start this podcast because I miss the show so, so much. And yeah, it's almost already been a year since the series finale, and I have missed it every single day. (laughs) And yeah, so I wanted to start this podcast to keep the excitement up for the show. Um, Interview cast members, directors, writers, hopefully Pete himself, the creator, will come on at some point and spill all the secrets. But yeah, I just wanted to keep the excitement for the show up, and I hope you guys are excited and look forward to every single episode when I figure out a schedule. And yeah, the first episode we have Conrad Ricamora, Oliver himself. I am so excited for this interview and I hope you guys enjoy it. If you want to watch the interview, it is on the YouTube channel, Why Is Your Podcast on a Dead Girl's Phone? Or if you're listening on Spotify and you just wanna listen to the audio, it is on Spotify and yeah, Conrad is our first guest. I have nine more people already lined up that have agreed to come on. So it is going to be fun and exciting. And yeah, we're going to keep the show alive because I miss it. (laughs) But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the first episode with Conrad. And yeah, here we go. And how are you though? First off, I'm good. How are you? I'm so- How are you? Where, where are you? I'm in my bedroom. Amazing. I love all of the shrines. Oh, yeah. With the Operation yes. Bonfire board. I know. Oh, my God. It feel like, feels like a million years ago at this point. It's almost been a year since the finale, and I cannot yeah. believe it. Yeah. <laughs> It has, but that feels, it's crazy because, you know, we started shooting, we stopped shooting right before the pandemic started and February, yeah. yeah, February, like 7th or 9th was the wrap party. And then the pandemic hit and just like that, just, it just feels like 10 years have passed <laughs> since oh <my> the pandemic. <laughs> oh my God, me too. Like waking up. So I kind of wanted to start off with the pandemic and all the filming and stuff for the yeah. resident you're doing and yeah. like the process and the quarantine. Yeah, well, I mean, we get, so we get tested three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, and uh, the quarantining is, you know, it's not really, we, we, wear our masks we show up to set um everything is different on set we you wear your mask until they say uh rolling and then you take your mask off and then a pa has a plastic bag uh for for each actor and you throw it in your personal plastic bag and then you you immediately start acting (laughs) which is yeah it's really it, it took a while to get used to because all of a sudden it was like oh throw that off and then you you're right into character um yeah it makes Uh, it easier for our it's like a medical show so yeah and 
right we're in surgery a lot and all of that so that's not it's not too i mean if, if we were doing murder right now that would be really really difficult i think i do want to see everyone on or the k5 with a mask and oh my gosh yeah everyone. get them personalized just with like our our little slogans smile or go to jail and connor smile or go to jail there's a penis on a dead girl's cell phone they should make those abc should yeah that's true. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so it's 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 changed a little bit. I'm so so uh, grateful to be working at all right now because I have so many friends that are in theater mm. that it's just completely shut down. So, Mean Girls is gone. And, oh. Mean Girls is yeah. They decided to close during the pandemic. Beetlejuice, uh, <laughs> I think announced they were going to close anyway, but I think that they were going to reopen in another theater. Um, but they just decided to close. Um, hopefully they'll come back. But yeah, uh, so it's been it's been mm. tough. But uh, yeah, I so I feel really grateful to be working. Yeah, my work's been really different too since we went back. Um, I work at an elementary school. Oh my gosh! So all the six hundred kids and um, I got they, my first they, shot so far, but I haven't oh, gotten. Yes second one yet the 25th i get it okay but yeah my work's been they did like a hybrid model first they only had like certain kids like the alphabet their last name come yeah certain days of the week and so we only had like 200 300 but now it's like full yeah Six, oh, wow. kids back and <sighs> that's it's been... almost been great so <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that's been crazy. I wonder what that noise. Do you hear that noise? No. Oh, maybe it's. I swear, it's this hotel. How long have <laughs> you been filming? Uh, I've been here. This so I was. I came in the fall to shoot uh, two episodes, and then uh, I got here January first, and I have been here ever since. <laughs> Oh my yeah it's a long time to be in a hotel uh no wilbur I, or nothing no wilbur's here i brought oh, him oh is he oh I, my he's sleeping right now so i don't want to wake him up oh. <laughs> um what was the biggest um difference between or like um between oliver and jake like switching a hacking computer for a doctor's coat like what was the big i uh, should prepare I, I, well, one of my good friends is a doctor and he specifically told me that surgeons are like cowboys oh. and uh, they are, I guess he was just like, they're a little bit more cocky. Although Jake is for a surgeon is on the sweeter side, uh, but he's still pretty cocky and confident, which Oliver had struggled with all six seasons <laughs> with confidence um so uh it's nice to 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 play a different side of myself and jake who is so confident in what he's doing uh oliver was good at what he did but he still had a, a trouble expressing that confidence which jake doesn't have as much trouble expressing that confidence i think that's the biggest difference and probably it's less stress for jake not running around covering up <laughs> yeah. 
I have to tell you, like looking back on those six years, it really did the anxiety of playing in that world, showing up, knowing that like, you know, because I, of course, in my conscious brain know that it's like, oh, this is fake, it's pretend. But like looking back, like that anxiety of living in that world really did seep into my skin and bones, like the, uh, uh, living in that how to get away with murder zone of anxiety all the time like it it, it was real uh and you know yeah <laughs> but, yeah yeah i mean it which is probably why it, what it made it so thrilling to watch but to sh to shoot that for you know seven months seven eight months out of the year i didn't realize how taxing it was on <laughs> psychologically <laughs> Oh, us too, like waiting week to week with those cliffhangers and <laughs> the winter finales. And... I know. And then you'd have to wait for another like two months for it to pick back oh, up. Oh my God, the worst. Um, mm. How did you first hear about um, the role for the pilot? And Yeah, no, so I first, you know, I have an agent who sends me out on auditions uh, and uh, that is I first went in for Wes, which is so crazy, um, uh, and didn't get that. And then they, so that was that was in December, um, which I'm so grateful because Alfie was so great in that. I can't imagine anyone else playing that part. Uh, and then in January, and middle end of January, they were like, "So you remember that show you auditioned for?" Well, there. They want to. There's a, there's a guest star uh, that's just going to be in the pilot, uh, and so I was like, yeah, I'll audition for it, and went in, and just put one audition on tape with the casting director, which, and then they hired me from that. That tape circulated through back to Pete, and then I guess through ABC and Shondaland because so many people have to sign off on you oh, uh, for a network when you go through like all these executives and networks. Just show uh, you know. Just yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I didn't, and then I, I didn't have to audition again, which is incredible because when you audition for a series regular part, you usually have to go through like five or six auditions, and it's a nightmare. It's so uh, like uh, anxiety, exhausting, yeah, um, and kind of terrifying because you're going into these rooms with exec like. 10 plus executives like behind a table and then you're like, supposed to act like Oliver which I did I, I didn't have to do any of that which was so I'm so thankful for and then they made me a series regular just off of my work on the show mm. so yeah how did, how did that feel like at the start of season three um knowing that Pete and all the fans and stuff wanted more Oliver and it was so, so great, like to know that Oliver was received like in such a great way. And also personally that my work was valued uh, as an actor, that what I was doing was translating on screen and um, connecting with people. Um, so yeah, that felt great. It also felt great financially because struggling, struggling artist life is, was really taking its toll. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so yeah it was really nice and then um kind of going back 
backwards to the season one finale with the uh, HIV positive yeah. and all that. Um, did you have talks with Pete beforehand or? No, just, it, like, was, let you read the it was just something that, yeah, no, he knew that he wanted to have because he saw the landscape of television and that it wasn't being talked about anymore. Um, you know, so many uh, of the advancements in medicine are allowing people with HIV and AIDS to live healthy lives, but it still exists. Yeah. So he was wanting to show that and be like, you know, this isn't, this, this hasn't disappeared. It is different. Anymore, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's different than it used to be, but uh, it's still a part of our world and he felt that that was important and I'm so glad that he did because when I was able to portray that on throughout the next couple of seasons so many people reached out to me like to say that it made them feel less alone uh it made them uh feel more confident that they could relate to somebody else even if it was on screen yeah so be a lot to take in with all the messages and but worth yeah. it like at the end like yeah it's it's, in, it's insane to think that like you know we, we do this work on our sound stages and then it just permeates the world in a way that we don't we don't really get to see until those letters start coming in and social media right? yeah and those are those letters are always a fraction of the people that uh, we've reached and, and touched by represent, representing them on screen. Okay, I don't want to ask all the murder questions <laughs> right off. No, you can't. Yeah. I've only <laughs> interviewed one other time, and it was at the NBC studio tour in New York. Oh. They have like a giant room, and it has all the cameras, and you were like a big group. And Oh, yeah. I got picked to do the interview, and I had to interview this other random guy that was in the group and oh, but I how did that feel it was no <laughs> and I, had to like catch, I had to keep up with the teleprompter and yeah now I'm just reading all my post-it notes was it was it, was it just like I I often wonder about because one of my favorite shows of all time is 30 Rock and that you know they it yeah. takes place in that building and yeah. Kenneth the page like sometimes does tours like that and I wonder if it's like that <laughs> it was really it was a really good tour we are before that me and my best friend Sarah you met her in New York, New York? yeah when we first met um she w was on we were on Kathy Lee and Hoda oh. and we she won like a sports question so we won like a gift card so we used that to go on the tour so it was fun yeah but I think I'm doing better this time oh yeah so. but and I yeah no you're doing great and I it's so great to be talking to you because oh I forgot to mute my computer sorry um uh it's so great to be talking to you because you are without a doubt how to get away with murders biggest. I, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you said yes but I was I I had a feeling you would but yeah no I'm so excited I hope other I do have a good lineup Oh, oh good. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I I think that you uh, would be have been a great addition to uh, our writing team here because I'm sure you thought about it so much. 
Oh yeah, I have a Tegan spinoff I'm working on, but uh, <laughs> I don't know how to write scripts. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, I'm right there with you. I'm writing, oh, <laughs> learning how to put everything in the script form. It's hard. Yeah. But I had a feeling Pete was leaving these breadcrumbs for Tegan, so yeah, I put them all together and. Oh, good. Oh, you know. Yeah, and Amira has just given uh, birth. And Asia is pregnant. And Asia, uh, oh my gosh. Ugh. That post was... Uh. I know, really heartbreaking, but so brave of her to like share her journey. Asia had, or um, Amira had a girl, right? Oh yeah, no, because it's so funny because I'll every now and then just go on social media, but I, I tend to, I don't know, the... the, the I've gone through a little bit of a depression with the pandemic, uh, not being able to hang out with friends uh, in person is really big. And a lot of times social media, because I can't be in the presence of my friends, seeing them on a screen actually has the reverse effect of making me more depressed because I want to reach out and hang out and then I can't and then I get depressed. Turn off the phone. Yeah, that would yeah. be. And they're across the country or mm-hmm. in New York or. Yeah. Um, where are we at on my post-it notes? <laughs> sorry, I got you all mixed up. No, I oh, sorry. You, uh, oh. I got you on a tangent, but we're doing great. Thank you, thank you. Oh, I did that one. <laughs> oh, I do had a I had a fun fan question from Instagram. Oh, great. Kind of going back to murder um, from who's this from Ace Laces. Um, how did you? Th- oh my God, my dog. How do you think Oliver would have handled the murder night from like the original Sam murder? How do you, if he was in that moment, how do you think that would have? Well, I think that he probably would not have uh, <laughs> covered it up. I think he would have. <laughs> freaked out and gone to the police immediately right when that campus cop showed up probably he would have yeah yeah uh it was through his relationship with connor that allowed him to explore more of his dark side and to you know i think it was so interesting with with our show to see how our justice system we showed how it doesn't you know some sometimes we went on sensational journeys with our storylines but then other times we showed how our justice system doesn't work and how it's broken in different ways um and the i don't think oliver at the beginning of the show knew much about that but through his work and his relationship with connor and his relationship then with the k5 and annalise he started to see how you know sometimes you got to be a little squiggly in the justice system for better or worse. To get it done, um, yeah. Yeah. So I, but yeah, definitely in season one, he would have freaked out and called the police immediately. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I thought that was a fun question to pitch yeah. Oliver in that room. Where, oh, man. Oh, yeah, no. And they developed him really uh, in a really great way over the, the, the seasons to, you know, slowly start you know, having more confidence to, to, to take more risks and quitting his job, quitting his job, getting more involved in crime, (laughs) destroying evidence of, oh my God, terrible, 
Ooh, that's a fun. Um, do you have a favorite um, winter finale? Oh. If Oliver is in it, or um, the first. Yeah, the I really, I really liked the um, you know, the first time Oliver saw a dead body. Oh, Simon, um, yeah. Yeah. I love season four so. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I think for personally for his care his own character development. Uh and then also like now I'm thinking back to season three. It's so hard uh to, to remember all of them, but season three when he started fully understanding everything that had gone on oh, in the previous season. The yeah, yeah. And uh he was kind of on that precipice of decide do I tell the police or do I involve myself further with this group of people um Connor, and, yeah yeah and I liked that uh I liked living on that edge as as an actor uh and playing that kind of like you know where he didn't know you didn't know which way he was gonna go yeah I feel like had a feeling Oliver would get entangled up when he deleted the Stanford uh, acceptance and yeah. kept Connor there. And, oh. Yeah, yeah, that was his first time like doing something totally selfish. <laughs> it should have been like a what if episode, like um, if Connor moved away to go to Stanford or if. Uh-huh. And the baby never died in the car crash for Frank, you know. And yeah, that yeah, been cool. that would have been really cool to see their lives. Like, I don't even know if they like can't guarantee that Oliver and Connor would have stayed together if if they'd gone off and moved to Stanford. And who knows? Yeah, it's been interesting to see. I did want to go back to you touched on season three with the under the sheet and I've always wanted to ask one of you what it was like when you guys found out that it was going to be Alfred uh, under the sheet and it was awful oh my God. <laughs> it was really awful just because uh you know our show is so dark and Alfie is just such a joy to be around personally like aside from he seems like yeah he is he really really is just such a joy and a light and uh somebody so great to have really deep serious conversations with but then also to just crack up about like stupid stuff with his life so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh yeah so uh just personally to not have him around anymore was really heartbreaking. Totally, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then he like trickled in every now and then. They just like, sprinkled him in. Um, <laughs> yeah, salt bay, <laughs> Alfie bay. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was tough. Um, but you know, it's I can't imagine writing a show that is called How to Get Away with Murder, where you know. Right. Rebecca in the first season was a series regular and and then at the end was killed yeah. of the first season so like we, that set the precedent of like oh 
oh shit, who's next? Anyone can go, yeah. <laughs> Anyone can go. Uh, I always like those posts on social media, and it's like um, the show How to Get Away with Murder, and then it's like shocked every time a dead body pops up, and it's like a reaction <laughs> gif or something. Like, yeah, yeah. What were we expecting to happen? <laughs> yeah, and I feel bad for the, the viewers because you get so attached to these characters, and then you don't know they're going to die. It was when I got this tattoo of the five, it was like during season three and then everyone was like, oh, you should get an X through Wes. And like, and I'm like oh, that's <laughs> slowly more. get more X's. Yeah, well, Asher, I guess the no. one's Asher, yeah. And then Frank and Bonnie. Oh, don't bring that up yet, girl. <laughs> oh, oh, the worst. So. I do not know how Viola and Liza filmed that scene. I still yeah. can't. So heartbreaking. Oh my God. Oh. I don't want to touch on the series um <laughs> kind of like season three still um how was it like getting like the tables turned on you guys not knowing who's going to be revealed safe at the end like um yeah it's did you guys like turn to the last page to see like who was going to be like, yeah i did i mean i personally did I every would. time we got a script i was like shuffle 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 who is it oliver was revealed and pretty early too so pretty early yes second episode i was revealed to be safe uh so pete knew not yeah. to keep the <laughs> don't make the Colliver fandom mad um yeah no i uh, i i would look every every uh page um and it was it was tough but i i had been acting or at that point for about 15 years professionally and so you get used to the ups and downs of of acting careers and knowing like oh i have to look for a job again oh. like after this show ends i have to look in for another job again so uh yeah i, see I these I, people every day anymore <laughs> like, i know i know it's the craziest thing to cr you we create these intense bonds so fast with our castmates and then the show's over and you then are spread out into the world <laughs> right. oh uh and that Starting is really families. yeah yeah getting rid of like, that's the hardest thing i think about this profession for me is is saying goodbye and there's always that hole in your heart after you say goodbye to all of these people that you've intensely been connected to yeah it's hard like through the tv to say goodbye i can't let alone yeah. in person Aren't, yeah yeah i think that um series finales are the hardest to watch because you can see the actors saying not just the character it's not like really acting anymore yeah. like it's <laughs> No. Yeah, totally. Dang. Um, to touch on the fifteen years of acting, that's um mostly theater, right? And you're mm -hmm. different. Um, what was it like, um, going back between uh soft power and filming murder? Because that was kind of like the same. You were going back and forth, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I will never do that again. Oh. It all it was so physically and mentally and emotionally hard uh part of the what i love about theater is that it's doing eight shows a week is so intense and then on sunday night you get to hang out with your cast and like have a drink for the first time the whole week and because you only get mondays off and 
that I didn't, I had to hop on a plane immediately on Sundays to go shoot on Monday because <laughs> uh, they were trying to to consolidate my shooting days to at least Monday and Tuesday and then sometimes Wednesdays um, during, while I was doing soft power. So I didn't get to, and then I'd have to leave, how to get away with murder to go back to do soft power. <sighs> And like, I didn't have any of that social time with my castmates and it like either was of them, yeah. either of them. And it was super depressing. Um, I love soft power so much. I love the message. I love the music. Um, but it was, I took on, I didn't know my own limitations when I took it on and now I do. <laughs> Never again. Oh man. And then um, Here Lies Love in 2013, and then four years later, going back in 2017, uh, what was it like going back to the same role after uh, so long? It was, well, and it, it was also interesting because the 2016 election hadn't taken place uh, when, we, when, we first, when we first did it, and then when we went back and did it, it had all gone down. So it took on new meaning uh, because our show is about how Imelda Marcos stole billions of dollars from her country and was just so corrupt <laughs> and uh, made herself and people, but people still idolized her. And that's how she got away with a lot of stuff is she became this idol, but she was stealing from her own people. I don't know if that sounds familiar in any way, yeah, but uh, so it definitely felt after 2000, the election of 2016, it felt like, wow, are we seeing this play out? Uh, um, and then more, more recently where it felt like, are we going to, is, is he going to declare martial law uh, and then stay in power, which the Marcoses did, like they declared martial law so that, and then kept themselves as the president for years and years, which I was just like, if that isn't mirroring what could potentially happen here, I don't know what. Kind of like how people think the Simpsons predicts everything oh. with their Oh, really? Episodes. Yeah, like just <laughs> obscure stuff that somehow has that you would never think would happen but that's brilliant here we are and then um recently over the moon on netflix um how was that just doing like a voice um for a character not really having yeah or it's i mean it was thrilling for me i love animated movies and uh to be a part of one and then to watch it back and to see what the what they drew to match my voice uh, is really like incredible. Um, and to, like, I mean, Philippa Sue, come on. <laughs> That's my go-to Hamilton treadmill soundtrack. <laughs> oh yeah, work, 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 get the mind and work. Yeah, oh, so good. Did you so that was- ever record with her like in the same- No, we recorded on separate. different, like, yeah, we recorded separately, um, but we're, I'm actually, really good friends with her because we when she, uh when they were doing the about to start the workshop for Amelie uh I had auditioned for one of the very early workshops and we had this long I had this long work session with her 
where we did a movement workshop where I had to like carry her oh. and then like she like walked on my back and then we did all of this crazy stuff and that bonded us <laughs> real friendship real quick. <laughs> yeah uh so uh ever since then uh you know I went to see her and when she was in Great Comet and was like holy shit who like I had no idea You're my friend <laughs> yeah I'm so happy I know you <laughs> uh and of course Hamilton and I've just been a fan but uh, I got to know her personally through that little workshop are you excited for any upcoming movies on demand or oh that are, that are being released soon yeah I still haven't seen Minari which I'm super oh, excited about so good Oh, oh really it's really good okay i'm gonna watch that this weekend mm -hmm. um and uh have you, you know there's yet? no i haven't I seen haven't i was going either. to but then i like i saw that i had i have disney plus but then i was like i'm, do I, I'm 30 dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i might just wait until uh it comes out with my <laughs> with my disney plus subscription you're normal uh, yeah but there's there's uh uh some tv shows that the second season the new seasons i'm excited about coming out i loved russian doll on netflix isn't it so good it's so i was not expecting to like it that much or like yeah be into it as much but i'm so intrigued by what the hell is going on <laughs> and like a season two like what will more people like get this groundhog day thing going on and yeah she has to yeah. help them or yeah, yeah. That uh I love Shrill on Hulu with AD oh. Bryant. Um uh what else? Yeah, those are the two that pop pop into my head. And um, um Annie yeah. Murphy from Shits Creek is gonna be on uh, Russian Doll. So that's so exciting. Um, but I am excited to go to a theater to see a movie at some point again <laughs> in the future after I get my vaccine. <laughs> um yeah just that at a theater <laughs> it, it really is like it's seeing it on a huge screen where you know the the surround sound and and um it's pitch black it's you really do get to escape everyone's reactions with yeah the it's like a little yeah yeah oh man yeah i'm not about to pay 30 dollars for that <laughs> Disney. like i want to watch it but yeah, we'll see it soon enough. I bought all this podcast stuff. I have to <laughs> wait for that stimulus check. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. Where are we at? My bad. There's a pause. No, go for it. Go for it. Look through. I feel like I should have had the trophy down here. <laughs> we can hold, our, hold it in our minds. I can envision it. On my leg. As a tattoo. <laughs> oh, man. I haven't brought up Viola yet, so I think maybe we should. Of course. First time meeting her or <laughs> a scene together. Or... Oh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, I the first time I saw her was in doubt, and mm -hmm. I was just blown away, uh, completely captivated by her. Um, and, uh, the first time I worked with her, it was interesting because I had to prepare myself mentally before I went in, uh, because, you know, I'm a, I'm an, I'm a professional. <laughs> right. So I thought I, I don't really clearly remember 
the first time of working with her because I was hyper-focused on what I was doing as an actor because I wanted to be professional. And especially like, yeah, yeah. And I, and you know, like that, that must be a lot of energy for her to deal with when so many people are fans of her and they get it, they get excited and then around her and she, you know, I know a little on a, on a smaller scale what that's like, but you absorb all of that when it's around you. And so I wanted to maintain my own energy uh, around her. Uh, listen, when I, w- one of my first run-ins in New York City uh, was uh, in the West Village. I was walking down the small side street and I saw this woman, you know, nobody else was on the street with us. This woman with flowing black clothes and long braids walking towards me. And as she got closer, I realized it was Janet Jackson. Oh and it was just God. she and I on the same sidewalk. And we, I passed by her and she smiled at me and I instantly started tearing. And then she, she could see that I was tearing up and she, her smile changed to like actually a little bit like, uh-oh, like a braid. And oh so I didn't, and then I was like, oh no, I'm affecting her negatively. So I didn't say any anything to her and I just kept walking past her. Oh. Because uh, I realized the effect that my um, overwhelming response was having on her. And that was the first time I was like, oh, shit, she probably gets this. She's probably going to turn the corner and get this again from somebody else. Like that could have been the last normal street she walked down. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I never thought about. Wow. And I just it was like, man, that sucks. That really like is must be hard. And so ever since that moment I like was then went so when I like met Viola I was like you know what I'm gonna control myself and not say I'm not and I never said anything to her about being a fan or loving her work because she gets it she she already gets it every time she leaves her house a million times yeah yeah so I don't need to be another person like bombarding her um she knows that you yeah she probably knows she knows (laughs) She knows she's the shit. I've never thought about, like, that's a good way to put it. Like, yeah, can you imagine, like, the moment you leave your house, it's like, like, 10 people are waiting to tell you, like, like, freak out, to freak out in your face. Like, the whole Britney thing and Paris. It's tough. Um, Yeah, so, but, but actually working on set with her was, like, a master class because, you realize the economy of her acting where she does so little but says so much through through that like she really there's there's an opening that she she allows the camera and the other actors to affect her at a such a deep level there's no there's no artifice that it's being filtered through uh and that as watching that for six years as an actor, I just was such a blessing. That's, I can't, <laughs> I was freaking out at Paley Center. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Six years working. Yeah, oh, it's incredible. And she's also just the nicest, the nicest, most down to earth, real person. Yeah, I can get that from her interviews and always bringing up um julius and her daughter and mm-hmm. i love the accent she does or the little voice she does for her husband if you're <laughs> so funny 
<laughs> oh man did you have a f- um favorite set or anything or i really missed oliver's apartment after they moved out i just you know that was the you first the house <laughs> it's everything. true i know i know i know but i got so comfortable in that apartment for those three years that we were there uh that i i just loved it so much uh it just because it was so familiar um i loved uh kaplan and gold because it was so sexy and it was was so beautiful yeah it was really really like you felt like you were in a high-powered office when you were there was it multiple um it was multiple it was multiple offices um and I'll tell you a little trick. Uh, you want to hear something crazy. They, so season four, when we worked at Kaplan and Gold uh, and the whole uh, night X of Simon getting shot uh, happened. So when I let, walked out of the party into the elevator, um, they, wow. <laughs> yeah, I walked into the elevator the elevator didn't go anywhere. It just closed like the doors. And so they, and then they were shooting my reaction, like talking to myself in the elevator. But while I was talking to myself, they completely changed around the office on the ex- on the exterior to where Simon was laying and got shot and changed the lighting. And I walked out and it was as if I was on a different floor, but it was the exact same spot darker and oh my darker God. yeah and and simon was laying there in a pool of blood <laughs> and your so, scream that yeah oh my god that's yeah. really cool i'm gonna watch it yeah. after this now <laughs> yeah it did the elevator didn't go anywhere but the i mean the the crew was so incredible on how to get away with murder they worked miracles um and that's one of those miracles magic that they worked uh, was that moment that's so cool yeah like a quick change how people do those quick change mm-hmm. vegas acts it's like yeah yeah imagine that but it's an entire set that they have to like all rush in switch around and then like Blood. lay down but, <laughs> Gun. yeah yeah did you um have any theories for our um did you find out pretty early on who was going to be or like who shot Simon or the whole Simon thing? Or um, uh, try to think back about that. What, Cause that was season four. Um, yeah, I think we, there was a little bit of a, uh, maybe one or two episodes where we didn't know who got shot, um, but then it wasn't as long as season three that we we didn't know. Um, but yeah, I think we f- we found out pretty pretty early on that it was going to be Simon. The chair that comes off know. his chair. <laughs> Talk about bad luck. luck. <laughs> he got the worst luck out of. Oh my god. Seriously. And then Michaela calling deportation. Yeah. I mean, she was like savage. Mm. Just like so crazy because Asia's the sweetest person on earth. Um, but Michaela was really turned out to be 
really terrible human being. <laughs> oh my God. That final shot of Michaela, or one of the final, with her trying to call Laurel mm -hmm. after Oliver yells at her, and it should have been you, and she's just like completely alone now. Like after. Yeah, I mean she. Cut, yeah, she cut off like oh, all dude. of the. You know, she deceived. She chose herself in the end, like she she said many times during the series and uh she she chose herself for better or worse i mean i also love that they showed her you know being sworn in as some sort of judge, judge yeah. yeah but she did not have any ongoing relationship with, with anyone not at else. the funeral or yeah oh, man. okay i kind of want to bring up the series finale now but <laughs> i didn't bring any tissues Oh, no. Um, no, nah, I'll be good. Um, how was it with like the old age makeup and it was like it was intense. Uh, yeah, the, we went in and it took like almost three hours. They put a the cast put a cast over our whole face. Oh my. Um, yeah, and the last. Oh, yeah, I think you posted a video like the time yeah, lapse or something. Time yeah. lapse video. Um, but it took like that was three hours. You know, the time lapse makes it look fast, but it was three hours sitting in a chair while they cemented over your face. And towards the end, it was like I had to consciously tell myself, take deep breaths. Oh yeah, because it is claustrophobic because you can't see. Um, you can barely breathe. Um, just through the nose, it was open. Or? Just through the nose, like uh, it was open. Did you have any headphones in, or are they? Uh, they had music playing, but they were also, I think, yeah, they cast over our ears too, so like everything was muffled as well. <laughs> no music for you. Never yeah. Um, so it was it was scary, but uh, you know, it the the result was incredible. <laughs> they looked really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, with Alfred coming back as Christopher, um, what was it like having him on set again? And It was just the best. It was just the best. If, if I lived in the same city as Alfie, <laughs> I would be asking him to get coffee every week because he's just the most open, the greatest guy to hang out with. He's a great, he's a great listener. He's a great talker. He's like just so awesome uh so it was great to have him back and also to tie up the loose ends of the story that like how it began did you like that that he was playing older christopher or did you only see west still or no i love that he was playing older christopher uh i think it was it was so emotional to to see it come full circle full circle it did right, make me like yeah yeah i mean those that feeling of watching that pilot uh i still remember like so vividly and that was the beginning of my life completely changing <laughs> so uh to see that then be featured at the very end of the last episode ever uh was super special <laughs> I just hope I just hope Christopher has has an easier journey than Wes did. <laughs> right. No. And um, oh my god. Um how do you think do you have any um little fan theory or cast theory for how do you think um 
Laurel got back in touch with Annalise to uh just like in your mind like how do you think that all went down yeah I don't I'm not sure I think it was probably through Tegan um Tegan taking Jorge out like that <laughs> yeah yeah but like you know I don't think Laurel I think Laurel was okay with her dad getting shanked <laughs> in prison um because he was such a terrible guy uh so I think it somehow was through uh you know Tegan that they they had a a, a reconciliation and a um and a meeting uh yeah and you know Laurel probably knew that Annalise and Wes were so close uh so she couldn't keep him yeah yeah she couldn't keep Christopher from Annalise okay. yeah and it's such an intent you know trauma tra trauma is a terrible thing but it binds people together uh you know much in the I feel like those the the law students were were bound together by all the trauma they endured um during I feel the like that was like a big part for Laurel to heal too like to do that for her son and for him yeah, and totally oh. and do you have any um thoughts in your head what happened between Connor and Oliver like from when he gets out of jail to <laughs> old I do. funeral looking <laughs> yeah yeah I do I think that they went their separate ways for a few years mm -hmm. um I think they needed to find themselves individually I think they used each other. It was a very codependent relationship and it was, you know, there was love there, but it was unhealthy. Um, they, they leaned on each other in ways that was, that were very unhealthy. And I think they had to, they probably did separate for at least like at least five years, if not more. Um, Cause I think that uh, Connor had to find himself after he got out of prison. <laughs> Uh, or yeah and in prison um so i think that they separated and then they realized they probably re i think they reconnected about eight years later you know three years after connor got out uh and uh and then realized that there was there was actual love there not just codependence <laughs> yeah yeah like um Connor says like there's nothing keeping us together except um trauma, trauma murder and murder death and yeah, yeah 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 oh my god that scene with um Connor giving the divorce papers to <sighs> I don't know how you did that little <laughs> oh well because I yeah it was I mean it was such an emotional time yeah, in like general we were winding yeah it was we were winding down shooting saying our goodbyes to the show to each other you know we were we weren't going to ever be in this position again um and it i it just was all like automatic it was all like it didn't feel like i was consciously doing anything in that moment right. um although i will say that like i've i've really personally like I like stories about two individuals who are complicated 
that are trying to make love work because I think that's life. I think it's really hard to, to, uh, to make love work because we all have so much baggage that we come with that we don't face until we meet somebody else and we're trying to let them in and then all all of the shit hits the fan because uh yeah and and so portraying that for six years was really something that i was interested in because it's complicated relationships are so complicated yeah like you said it's not part of acting anymore or once the series finales and yeah in general like god and then i have one more fan question from my friend sarah and hi sarah she's watching she helped me practice last night um she says is there anything that you still want to try new with your career that you haven't done yet or um yeah i there's i mean i in grad school, I studied so many of the the classic plays that I would love to get. I love, um, you know, farcical uh, Oscar Wilde. Uh, um, I would love to be in the uh, importance of being earnest. Um, I, you know, I'd love to play Hal uh, uh, and Henry uh henry fourth part one uh with shakespeare um i i played juliet once in romeo and juliet and i loved that so much uh so you know playing a role that was originally written for a woman i think would be interesting as well um and i am writing my show no rice with uh yeah 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 uh, and that's, I have so much I want to say about that because it, it is like, uh, I just, I can't, but I'm, I don't know what I'm allowed to say, but like, it's, it's happening. And, uh, there's so many crazy, exciting people who are attached to it. Girl. <laughs> and that's all I will say. I can but they are the recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have to stop the recording no i meant like i can stop and oh yeah tell no. me. <laughs> yeah i'll just say that there are crazy amazing people attached okay <laughs> oh my gosh oh, I forgot. No. <laughs> so yeah that's i mean i'd love to 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 write more of doing what I'm doing right now, developing my show with my two friends. Um, and I would also like to champion new Asian American writers as well. Mm. So, yeah. God damn. What was I gonna, that was um what that little cryptic tweet was about, probably, yeah, no <laughs> rights or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, like, and I deleted it because I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I, yeah yeah everyone was wondering. <laughs> oh man i think that's all i have oh, <laughs> no. i want to keep it you was, it was so great talking to you it was so fun i was so nervous all night and you were incredible and <sighs> also like if you ever 
like we appreciated you so much for six years because you were so supportive of our show and us individually so like you don't have to worry about like interviewing us because we love you so much <laughs> that's what i was I'm like connor it's a first good to have a first guest because yeah like oh you um, i do have a really i'm surprised with how many people i've gotten so far so i probably have like nine other people so far i'm yeah. so excited yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. gonna run out of post-it notes <laughs> oh that's cute i need to get a teleprompter or something <laughs> oh, man. well just trust that you have all of the knowledge of the show inside of you you know it better than anyone else including those of us who are in it <laughs> right you're like when you were like trying to remember what season finale is which i'm like come like, on just, I can under just the sheet, yeah. <laughs> oh my god oh, thank you so much though for of course, always being amazing to me <laughs> and you uh for doing this podcast and, and keeping our little our little murder show alive <laughs> right i want to keep the excitement like i hope people are excited every or whenever i have a schedule to, yeah. i hope like they look forward to it well and it's incredible because it's still people are still discovering it so like right i feel like it's gonna be our it's gonna live like a long you know like, a, a cult following rebirth in like <laughs> revival yeah yeah on disney plus for 30 dollars <laughs> no no okay. disney plus will have to expand their horizons to have how to get away with murder <laughs> <laughs> adult section or yeah maybe <laughs> oh man maybe we can put together a one-year anniversary <laughs> that would be great with yeah. everybody yeah that'd be I great have to buy like a bigger zoom plan i think if i have more than <laughs> oh really yeah i think it's it cuts off 40 minutes if you have more than three people oh wow that's how they get you that's how they monetize they got i was i was wondering how they would monetize zoom right how are they <laughs> make money <laughs> yeah because it's free that would be fun though if to put like yeah. a one-year anniversary finale Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any other plans today? Uh, no, I'm gonna, it's beautiful here. So it's like, I mean, it's gonna get up to the high 70s. So I'm gonna go Oof. for a run. Um, yeah. Take Wilbur out. Yeah, take Wilbur <laughs> out. Just try to enjoy some of this warm weather before it gets cold again. I think it's gonna get cold again. I think it's supposed to snow tomorrow here. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> I bet like 50 today and then snow tomorrow and Oof. <laughs> we'll hang in there It'll, spring is on the way it's it's already here in atlanta time change tonight too i know we lose an hour mm. all right niles but we just had a good hour of talk yes so. <laughs> yes this will be uh, an hour to remember <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay <laughs> I All right. Thanks, Miles. Longer. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for coming on again. <laughs> yeah, anytime. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye. You. Bye.